0: Have you ever stopped to consider that you are often your own worst enemy, your own worst critic, and the way that you speak to yourself is actually what's holding you back from feeling more confident? Our self-talk can be a powerful tool to help us move through challenges, but more often than not, it's actually the voice that is telling us to quit or to stop or even to not bother trying. Think about the way that you speak to yourself in your own mind. Would you feel comfortable if another person spoke to you in the same way? What if the last time you made a mistake at work, your boss or team leader criticized you and berated you in the same way that you did in your own mind? What if they called you the names that you called yourself? Would you stay at a job where you were spoken to by a manager regularly like that? I'm gonna guess that you wouldn't. What if the last time you were having a bad day, a friend or a family member or a loved one or someone that you cared about spoke to you in the way that you did in your own mind? What if instead of offering you support, guidance or compassion, they simply tore you down further by pointing out all of the mistakes you had made and deeply criticizing you for each one of them? Would you still call them a friend? Would you still feel safe around them or feel like you could trust them? Again, I'm guessing that the answer is no. So here's my final question for you. If you wouldn't tolerate others constantly tearing you down, criticizing you or calling you names, why do you do it to yourself? My name's Laura, a teacher turned creator, but you can think of me like your new internet big sister. And each episode of Fill Up Your Cup, like a deep and meaningful conversation in the form of a voice note from a friend who never wants you to feel alone in what you're going through. Whether your confidence cup is dried up or your self love cup is looking a little closer to empty than full, I'm gonna teach you how to add more feel goodness back into your different cups and as a result, your life. So, Pop in your headphones, cozy up with a warm cup of tea, or whatever takes your fancy, and let me troubleshoot your problems with you. Because together, and with the right mindset, we can face anything. It's another big episode of Fill Up Your Cup, and I am so happy to have you here for it, lovely listener, because today I am bringing all of the big sister energy. We're going to be pulling out that confidence cup from our well-being cupboard today and learning how we can fill it up with lovely, supportive self-talk. In today's episode, I'm going to be giving you five easy actionable steps that you can use to reframe your self-talk and help move yourself from a closed critical mindset to a more open growth focused mindset and we're going to be really breaking down what that looks like and instead of just putting that blanket statement out there of have a growth mindset or be open-minded we're actually going to learn how we can take actions to move ourselves from where we are now, which might be a little bit more self-critical, to that place where we're more open-minded, where we can challenge that inner critic and where we can reframe what we're saying to ourselves so that it's more supportive and helps fill into that confidence cup a bit more. We're going to be giving all of the toxic positivity boot today. We're not going to be smiling through the pain. We're not going to be smiling until we actually feel happy or numbing ourselves with affirmations that we don't really believe in. We're going to learn how to manage that voice in our mind, how to soothe it, how to calm it, and even how to make friends with it. So you might wanna grab a notebook or a pen or open a new tab on your phone to take some notes so that you can write down each of the five steps as we work through them and so you have something to come back to. So if you wanna hit pause now and go and grab something to write with and let's give you some actionable tools today To deal with that mean voice or that inner critic in your head. This episode of Fill Up Your Cup is intended to inspire and empower you on your self-care and emotional well-being journey. I am not a doctor psychologist, or health professional, and the advice, tools, and resources shared in this episode should not be used in substitute for professional mental health support. If you or someone you know is struggling with managing mental health, please speak to your doctor and explore some of the support sources and resources linked in the show notes. Now, back to today's episode let's dive straight in today because we've got a lot of work to do and we've got a lot of steps to work through and let's get started with step one so step one is are you ready to write this down identify and name your inner critic so you may or may not have seen Pixar's movie Luca, which came out, I feel like it was last summer or maybe the summer before. I don't think it was that long ago. But Luca, just to summarize the movie, if you haven't seen it already, is a based in Italy, actually, which is where I live. So it does have a special place in my heart. And it's about this Myrrh person this mer kid who wants to go and live on the land and make friends with the people up there but he's a little bit insecure he's a little bit afraid of getting in trouble for kind of stepping outside of the lines doing something that's not really looked upon as the right choice by the other mer people they're supposed to hide themselves from the humans basically but there's a particular scene in the film luca that i absolutely love and it trended a lot on. On reels and TikTok in terms of the song when the movie came out which you may have seen even if you've not seen the movie which is Silencio Bruno which basically means silence Bruno or I mean politely saying to shut up to Bruno and the origin of that song or that story is that there is a scene in the movie where Luca is a afraid to ride the bicycle down a really, really steep hill and ride it off of a cliff. And his friend Alberto is teaching him how to do this, to ride the bicycle down the hill and then jump off of it into the water. And Luca says that he can't do it. He's afraid. And his friend Alberto teaches him that it's not that he's afraid, but it's this voice in his head who Alberto calls Bruno. And Bruno is the voice that stops us from doing the things that we are afraid of, that tells us that we can't do it. And so Alberto teaches Luca to say silencio to Bruno, which means to be quiet. The idea in this movie is kind of similar to what step one is. I mean, it basically is what step one is, and that is recognizing your own inner critic that comes from this kind of fear-based place. Because very often our inner critic, while they may not appear to be Fearful. They really are. They criticize us. They tear us down as this kind of coping mechanism or this protective mechanism to kind of scare us out of doing things that are different or that we're not very good at yet or that are change. And so, criticizing ourselves is a way that we can stop ourselves from stepping out of our comfort zone very often. They really are coming from a place of fear or a place of insecurity. And so what we've got to do is recognize that inner critic, give it a name, give it an identity as a way to separate ourselves from it. So step one is about learning to notice when your self-talk is not supportive, but critical. And to help with this, we're going to give that inner critic a name. You can pick a random name or you can visualize what your inner critic might look like. Maybe your inner critic's voice is similar or it comes from a person that you know or that you knew once that was always very critical towards you. And so you could name them after that person and acknowledge that this part of you isn't here to help you right now, that this inner critic isn't saying things that are helpful. They're not saying things that are going to help to pour into your confidence cup, which is what you need. You need to be able to have that confidence cup to lean on, to have that confidence Because very often our inner critic comes out in the moments that we really need someone to give us a little confidence boost. So we need to recognize that what they are saying to us, that inner critic, that voice, it's not helpful. And by naming them, naming this inner critic, giving them a face almost, giving them their own separate identity, we can separate ourselves from that inner voice and not take what it's saying as something that's so attached to us. By creating the image of your inner critic and giving them a name, it makes it a little bit easier to spot when your self talk is coming from the point of view of your inner critic or this fearful, self destructive part of you. By naming them, it means that when you notice this type of self talk, you can call them out, even if it feels a little bit silly. Call your inner critic by the name that you give them. Tell your inner Karen to be quiet, to stop speaking to you in a way that you don't like, that isn't helpful to you, and separate yourself from that talk. So notice the critical self-talk. Give your inner critic its own identity, its own name. Separate yourself from it so that you can start to get better at calling yourself or your inner critic out when this talk becomes unhelpful so that's step one you need to identify your inner critic name them and become mindful of when they're showing up in your self-talk when they're controlling the narrative in a way that's not going to help you in this moment so then it's time for step two step two is to become aware of the lies or the misinformation that your inner critic is feeding you. Remember, your thoughts aren't facts. And actually, a lot of the things your inner critic or your critical voice is telling you are just plain lies. Lies that often stop you in your tracks and hold you back and really eat away at your confidence. So once you've got really good at spotting when the self-talk is not helpful, when you've become a little bit more confident naming and calling out that inner critic, giving them a name, recognizing when they're the ones that are controlling the narrative. Now it's time to look at the narrative that they're feeding you and start to pick it apart a little bit so that that inner critic starts to lose a little bit of its power over you. I recently did a post on Instagram that was really popular when I shared it and it was called five lies that you are probably telling yourself. So I'm going to read you some of the statements from this post that are kind of common self-critical self-talk statements and then I'm gonna show you why these kind of statements are so dangerous to us and so self-destructive so five lies that you might be telling yourself I'm not good enough this is too difficult or I'll never be good at this or I can't do this hands up if you've told yourself that one before I'm gonna guess that many of you have no one will be interested in what I have to say everyone else knows what they're doing except for me. This is just part of who I am. And none of these statements are truthful. The problem with these lies or these statements that your inner critic often feeds you or any of the ones that I've just said, I'm sure you can identify with one or two of them that you often repeat to yourself. And the issue with them is that they're phrased like they are facts. They Feel like they are the truth and that there's nothing you can do about them because all of these statements are closed statements. And what I mean by this is none of the statements that I just shared leave any potential for change or any other options or any alternatives than just that statement as it is. They are closed ended statements, which is fine when we are actually stating a fact like, the sky is blue. There is no room for argument there because the sky is blue. But this is self-sabotaging when we make these kind of statements about ourselves. when our inner critic or inner Karen gives us these kind of closed statements as if they are facts, And there's no room for argument. So we have to learn to recognize these statements and start to point out to your Karen that she doesn't have all of the information. And what she's saying just isn't the whole truth. So step two is looking a little bit closer at what that inner critic is saying. Step one is identifying and naming your inner critic. Step two is starting to look closer at that narrative that your inner critic is telling you and recognizing those close statements. Those statements that don't have room for growth that are being presented to you as if they are a fact when actually they're not. Which brings us to step three. So step three is using a calm inner voice or finding a calm inner voice to open up those statements. This is how we begin to start to talk Karen down from that self-destructive ledge. She is on a rant. She's telling us things that just aren't true. But now we've named her. We are recognizing what she's saying as not fact. And now it's time to actually start calling out what she's saying to us, calling her out, correcting her. And this is where we begin to reframe the non-supportive self-talk that our inner critic is feeding us into something that leaves a little bit more potential for growth. Now, I want to be really clear here. This is not about replacing one closed statement with another closed statement. Positive Doesn't replace negative. And what I mean by that is there's no point in looking down at something that you're learning to do. Let's say you're learning to knit. There is no point in saying, I can't do this if you're just starting to learn it. Equally so, when you recognize that critical self talk of, I can't do this, when you're still in the learning phase, it's not helpful to tell yourself, I'm brilliant at this. Because that's still a lie and it's still a closed statement. Your inner critic is not going to believe you when you tell yourself, I'm brilliant at this, when you're not brilliant at it or you're not brilliant at it yet. And you're not going to believe it either. A lot of the time I see people using affirmations as a way to balance out that negative self-talk or to deal with that negative self-talk and yes affirmations can be really powerful if they're used in the right way if you really believe the statements that you're telling yourself or you believe that you have the potential to step into the reality of the statement that you're telling yourself however if you're coming from a place of low confidence low self-esteem low self-image these kind of broad statements that are so far from where your reality now often don't work because as you are saying them you are equally telling yourself this isn't true or karen is saying this isn't true and so it's not going to have the impact because you're not believing it to be true And so, how do we fix this? This is where step three comes in. We're not going to replace. These statements. We're not going to replace what our inner critic is telling us with something that we equally don't believe in. We're going to reframe. We're going to restructure that statement so that we can open it up a little bit. What you've got to do is take what your inner critic tells you, take that closed statement and simply open it up with a few word changes to the possibility of of change. So what do I mean by that? Let me give you some examples. Instead of saying to yourself, I can't do this, just add the word yet. I can't do this yet. So we've got, I can't do this coming from our inner critic. And then in a very calm voice, we're gonna tell that inner critic, we're gonna say, Karen, we can't do this yet. I can't do this yet. What's the difference in those two statements? Literally, it's one word. We've just added the word yet to the end of the sentence. And there's other words that you could add in there. And I'll I'll go into that in a minute. So we've not said, that's not true. We can do this. We're great at this. When really, Karen's just going, "Mm, well, actually, we're not. Have a look at the evidence right in front of us. We're not able to do this. We're going, I can't do this yet, Karen. That opens up the whole statement. It's no longer a fact it's just an observation of what is right now i can't do this right now i can't do this yet but that doesn't mean that i'm not going to be able to do this forever what it does mean is that I have the potential to get better at this. I have the potential to learn how to do this if I open my mind to it. And by adding the word yet to the end of that statement, I straight away opened my mind to it. I can't do this yet feels more positive. It feels more empowering than I can't do this because it's not closed. It has a dot, dot, dot at the end of that sentence. There's so much more that you can still do because this is now. I can't do this yet, but I might be able to do it tomorrow. I might be able to do it the day after that. I might be able to do a week from now. I have the potential to change the situation that I'm in now. Let's look at those five statements that I shared with you from before. The first statement that we said was, I'm not good enough. We could change that to, my best is enough. What I'm doing right now, that is my best and it is enough. We're not completely changing that statement. We're not replacing it with something that isn't true. Instead of saying, I'm not good enough, my best is enough. Very similar statement. One is a lot more open than the other. One is a lot more uplifting than the other. And it's very easy to correct Karen when she says, I'm not good enough. No, Karen, our best is enough. This is the best that we have for today and it's going to be enough. When Karen tells you this is too difficult, I'll never be good at this. This is difficult, however. There's another one like we looked at yet. I can't do this yet. This is difficult, however. Dot, 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 finish the sentence. This is difficult, however, I'm still learning. I could get good at this. Tagging a word onto the end of those closed statements completely opens them up. You could add yet, you could add however, although, something that leaves potential for that sentence to continue. And then in your calm voice, you can add on to Karen's statement, your inner critic's statement which was a closed statement but by you adding this extra word on the end you can open it up and leave space for something else to be added to continue the sentence to continue the story because your story is continuing so there's no point in writing these facts at this point in the story that just aren't true another one of the five lies that we tell ourselves was no one will be interested in what i have to say If you're struggling with your confidence and if you're struggling with speaking up, this might be one that you can relate to telling yourself that your inner critic often tells you, no one will be interested in what I have to say. Let's change that to someone might be interested in what I have to say. You're not telling yourself everyone's gonna be interested in what I have to say, because you also know that that's not true. Maybe everyone won't be interested in what you have to say, but someone might be interested in what you have to say. Someone might find value. That might, that maybe, it opens up the statement. It gives us options. It gives the situation potential to get better, to change. It also gives us that feeling of it's okay if not everyone is interested. One person might be, someone might be, there's potential there and I'm okay with the, the little glimmer of hope. I'm going to hold on to that instead of just stopping myself from saying anything because of fear telling me that no one's going to want to hear what I have to say. Another very common Karen statement. Hands up if you can relate to this one. Everyone else knows what they're doing except for me. I've definitely used that one against myself a few times. My inner Karen loves to throw that one at me in the middle of a challenge. That comparison demon coming out where every time something goes wrong in our lives or every time we face a challenge, we instantly think, why am I the only one who can't figure out this life thing, this adulting thing? Everyone else seems to know what they're doing except for me let's flip that everyone is doing their best and i'm doing my best too you're still acknowledging the success of those around you but what you're also acknowledging by changing the statement here is that everyone's best is going to look different everyone is on their own rate of growth their own journey everyone's doing their best good for them I'm doing my best too. This is what my best looks like right now. It doesn't look the same as someone else's best over there, but it's okay because everyone's best is enough. They know what they're doing. They're on their journey. I'm on my journey. This is what I have to present to you today, Karen. Get over it. (laughs) And the last statement that we had, the last lie that we often tell ourselves is, this is just part of who I am. This is very closed. This is very self-destructive as a statement Because not only does it stop you from moving forward, it attaches these mistakes or these ideas that you have about yourself to your identity. So what we could do to change this is, this is part of who I am now, however, I'm capable of change. This is who I am now, although. This is how I am now, but. This is how I am now, however. We're capable of change, Karen. This is part of who we are right now, but it doesn't mean that it has to be part of who we are forever. You're in control now, Karen. However, I'm capable of taking back power. So step three isn't about painting over negative, closed statements with equally closed, overly positive statements. It's not about toxic positivity, but about sitting your inner critic down and in a calm voice rewording what they are saying to you so that it's still true. You're not telling yourself a lie, but it's open to change. Sure, we can't knit a scarf right now, Karen, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to be able to knit a scarf in a couple of weeks time if we just stick with it. Our inner critic wants us to give up and that's why those closed statements come in. It's this is the reality of our failure. We should quit now. All you've got to do is open up the statements that your inner critic is giving you. Change a few words around. Just reword it. Don't tell yourself something completely different, some com- something completely off topic, but just take what they're saying and flip it a little bit. Add something in there that opens that statement up to the idea that you are capable of change. That this statement that your inner critic is telling you, it's not a fact, it's not set in stone, it's an observation about where you are now that has the potential to change. This episode of Fill Up Your Cup is not sponsored. But if you'd like to support me as a creator, here is one way that you can do that today. I love coffee. Anyone that knows me knows that I love coffee. It's the first thing that I grab when I get up in the morning is a nice cup of coffee. Now you can send me a coffee. If you would like to show your support for the Fill Up Your Cup podcast, you can do so by going to coffee.com forward slash Illustrations. So if you'd like to fill up my cup with coffee today, you can do so by going to coffee.com forward slash Illustrations. That's coffee, K-O hyphen F-I dot com forward slash Illustrations, or click the link in the show notes now to send me a coffee today. So let's move to step four. We've identified our inner critic, we've given them a name, we've started to become mindful of how they speak to us and when they're using these closed statements that they're trying to present to us as fact, but now we're starting to recognize them as self-sabotaging and just not true. Step three, we've started to take back our power, we've set down Karen and in a very calm voice, we've just reworded what she's saying to us so that it's more open-ended and We start to see our own potential for change, that this is the situation now, but it won't be the situation forever because we're better than that. We're more resilient. We can try new things. Step four. Step four, you might feel a little bit uncomfortable with your inner critic might feel a little bit uncomfortable with it. Step four is thanking your inner critic for helping you identify the change that you need or want to make. This is really going to help you take back your power. And it's going to take that inner critic, that inner mean voice telling you that you can't do something from this big, all controlling voice down to this small part of you that you say yes thank you for your contribution. I appreciate it and I can take it from here. It's a little bit like that scene in The Wizard of Oz when Dorothy realizes this all-powerful Oz is just this small man behind a cloth with a speaker and a projector. That's what your inner critic is a little bit like as well, except for, I mean, at least The Wizard of Oz was trying to do some good (laughs) and making promises that he couldn't keep, though. However, it's the same thing here. Take the power away from your inner critic. You know, also acknowledge that what they are presenting you with has helped you in a way often what our inner critic is saying to us as we've said is coming from a place of fear fear of change fear of failure trying to stop us in our tracks by presenting us with these closed statements as we begin to reframe those statements, we open ourselves up to the idea of change and we start to develop that growth mindset, which I'm sure is a term you've heard a lot on social media, but maybe it's something you're not fully confident with or you don't really understand how you can have a growth mindset. A growth mindset is basically what we've done in step three, which is taking this closed statement opening it up and opening ourselves up to the idea that we can change, that we can grow, that this challenge in front of us isn't a wall, but rather just a little bump in the road that we can work to overcome and that there's so many different options that we have right now that we can try out. So when our inner critic is Coming at us loud with this voice of fear, and we start to talk them down and we start to present them with the idea of growth, we can then thank them. Thank you for coming to me with this fear. I appreciate that you're trying to protect me from failure, Karen. However, this is not a fact. We've talked about this, Karen. We've said that this is what it is right now, but that doesn't mean it is going to be like this forever. And we're going to change it so thank your inner critic for presenting you with this challenge loud and clear acknowledge this fear-based part of you is in their own way trying to protect you their intentions are good They've just maybe been in power a little bit too long and holding you back for a little bit too long. And now you're stepping in with this calm inner voice and you're opening yourself up to all the different options that might be in front of you. And you're going to take this next step. You acknowledge that change needs to be made and you thank Karen for presenting that to you. And as I said, this step might feel a little bit uncomfortable. Think about someone in your life. Think about a Karen who wants to make a big complaint. They can become completely disarmed when we approach them with this kind of gratitude of, thank you for pointing that out to me. And the same with your inner critic take away another little bit of that power by instead of seeing what they're saying from their same fear-based point of view, instead of meeting their fear and their anger with more fear and anger, come in with your calm voice, rephrase that close statement, and then thank them for pointing out the change that needs to be made or thank them for pointing out the the issue or the thing that's not 100% right right now so that you can start to make plans on how to fix it. Your inner critic can go and take a breather and relax. It's fine. You've got it. You're taking back the power, which brings us To Step 5. Our inner critic is going to be very quick to jump back in. As we already said, we don't want to give them statements that they can poke holes in. In the same way, if we're saying to our inner critic, thank you for presenting me with this thing that needs to change. Thank you for showing me the problem or the change that I need or want to make. But we don't take any action to change or amend what's not working right now, our inner critic is going to jump back in. They're maybe going to stew away quietly for a little while, but they'll be back. So if we're saying to our inner critic, I see your statement, I'm opening it up, there's potential for change here, thank you for showing me the change that needs to be made, then step five needs to be action from our new open-minded statement, we need to straight away give ourselves a step that we can take to move forward. We're trying to move ourselves here from a self-critical, closed mindset into that growth mindset, into a mindset where we are ready to take action a couple of episodes ago, we talked about the comfort zone and the fear of stepping out of the comfort zone. This is very similar. Our inner critic tries to keep us in our comfort zone. Even when we acknowledge that change needs to happen, we sometimes stay or very often stay in the comfort zone, because obviously being out of the comfort zone is uncomfortable. But with our calm inner voice, we are now going to plan the step that's going to take us out of the comfort zone, that's really going to silence that inner critic, and that's going to take a step towards change towards growth let's go back to that example of a very common statement that we feed ourselves which is I can't do this think of the last time that you told yourself I can't do this something new that you were trying a new skill that you were trying to learn I'm going to give an example from my point of view which is the last time I told myself I can't do this was when I was building my website during the summer I completely rebranded and I Built a new website. I had to move from one hosting platform to another. And if you've ever built a website before, you've ever dipped in the smallest bit of coding, you will know that it is a very time consuming, tedious, and wearing task. And about halfway through the project, I had a moment of self-doubt and I told myself, I can't do this. I'm not going to be able to build this website. So, I took a moment to breathe because I recognized that was my inner critic coming out. That was my fear-based self who saw a deadline that I had given myself and felt like we were not going to reach it. And so the fear-based self was saying, I can't do this. Let's quit. Let's revert back to what we already have. We have a safety net. We have an old website. Let's just use that. Let's give up on this plan. So my inner critic was trying to stop me from going further outside of this comfort zone because of that fear of potentially failing. So I needed to reframe how I was speaking to myself. I can't do this yet. I can't get the website to look like I want it to yet. Okay. Okay. I've reframed it. Next, I'm thanking my inner critic. Thank you for pointing out the issue to me right now. I am fully aware, thanks to you, that I have a deadline and that right now I can't do what I need to do to meet that deadline. So now comes step five. What do I do? Do I just walk away? Do I wait for it to fix itself? It's not going to fix itself and that deadline is still going to approach. So I needed to come up with a next step. If I can't do this now and I have a deadline, what is the step that I need to take now to move myself forward? So the next step that I decided that I needed to take now in the middle of building the website was actually pausing to do a little bit more research to give myself the knowledge that I needed to do the thing that I wanted to do. So I took a step back, I took a breather, I actually took a drive to the beach close to where we live and I remember that just taking that break, just saying to my inner critic, it's okay, we can't do it now, it doesn't mean that we're not gonna meet the deadline, we just need to do a little bit of research and even just Doing that, sitting in my car, taking the drive, taking the break, changing the, the scenery around, it's like my brain switched into a whole new gear and all of these potential solutions started to present themselves to me while I was driving, so much so that as soon as I parked the car, I had to get out the notes app on my phone and start writing down all of these ideas and what do you know, some of those ideas were great solutions to to the issues that I was having when it came to building the website. So I followed my steps and the fifth step was the most important here. I wasn't just telling myself something else. My inner critic is going to tell me a lot of things so that I quit and I give up and I walk away. If I just come in and tell myself more things, but then I don't take any action to change that, then this inner calm voice isn't helping me any more than the inner critic. And the inner critic is strong and they're going to come back and they're going to fight until they get their way and you quit. So, what is going to be your action step? It doesn't have to be a foolproof solution to your problem or your challenge that's in front of you. But what's one small thing that you can do next that you could do right now or that you could do tomorrow to help yourself? Move closer to a solution or move closer to overcoming this challenge or changing this uncomfortable situation that you're in. I hope that already your inner Karen is starting to feel a bit calmer or maybe not, maybe she's shattering away in the background the whole time that you're listening to the, this episode telling you that this wouldn't actually work for you. So just in case your inner critic or your fear-based self or your self-doubting self has stopped you from getting out that pen or paper or opening up the notes app on your phone and writing down these steps to begin with, let me summarize them one more time for you so that the next time Karen gets worked up, you can flip her words back around on her and move yourself to a growth mindset place. So step one was identifying that critical inner voice and naming it. Getting used to what it sounds like and giving it a name so that you can separate yourself from it. Give yourself some power to call out your inner critic. Step two is calling out your inner critic when they are saying things to you that you recognize not to be true. So identifying when that inner critical voice is giving you those closed ended statements that are just not helpful right now. Step three is when we start to take that a little bit further and we are working on reframing those closed statements to open them up. So I can't becomes I can't yet or I can't now or I can't however. Taking that full stop, removing it from the sentence, putting another word in there and letting your story continue because remembering like in step two, your thoughts are not fact. The statements that your inner critic are telling you are not facts. They can change. Step four is thanking your inner critic for helping you see the things that you'd like to or need to change and taking the power back and calmly asking your inner critic to move on. You've got this now. You see there's something that needs to be worked on. You recognize it. It's not fact. It's not full stop, this is what the fact is, we see that there is a challenge here, we recognize it, thank you Karen, I'm going to change it now, I've got this, you're taking the power back. And finally, step five is planning how you can move yourself from the closed mindset you were in at step one to a more growth focused mindset and what actions you could take to move yourself forward to learn something new or improve what you've been criticizing and to take Karen's power away completely, to take your inner critic's power away completely by taking an action to work on yourself and to fill into that confidence cup. One thing that's going to help you move from where you are now closer to where you'd like to be, but your inner critic believes you can't get to. We're going to take one step because as soon as we take that step, we take the power away from that critical inner voice that tells us we can't because we've just taken a step. Actually, we can't yet. Look at me move. I'm getting closer to being able to do this thing that you're telling me I can't do. Of course, these five steps are not a one-time, all-problems-solved kind of process we we know our inner karen's our inner critics are persistent they will come back they will be waiting for a moment of weakness but When they do, we'll be prepared to rinse and repeat that five-step program to calm them down, to bring them down from their self-destructive ledge and reframe what that inner critic is saying to us again and again and again. So our confidence cup keeps getting filled into and that self-doubt cup keeps getting smaller and smaller. I'd love to know if you try out these five steps the next time your inner critic comes out to block you from making growth, from making progress. And if you do try out the steps, even if it's just giving your inner critic a name, I would love to know what name you give to your inner critic. So reach out to me on Instagram as at fill up your cup pod, send me a DM. I would love to know what names you're going to be giving your inner critics. I would love to know if you try out the five steps to reframing your self-talk, how you found it, what part you found the most challenging, or if you saw any progress from trying out these five steps. Let me know. I'd love to chat with you. I'd love to hear your stories. And as always, if there is anything that you would love me. To dive into on the podcast, if you have a question or a personal story that you would love to share with me and have shared on the podcast, you can send that to me on at Philip Your Cup Pod on Instagram, or you can add to our suggestion box over on Laura Illustrations.com forward slash podcast. And both of those links are in the show notes. Until next week, remember to be kind to your mind and to tell your inner Karen to calm down you've got this if you made it to the end of this episode i want you to take a moment right now and remember that you are worthy of feel-good feelings if you want to submit a question for a future episode or add to the suggestion box you can do so by heading to laurajaneillustrations.com forward slash podcast or simply by clicking the link in the show notes You can also leave me your questions, episode suggestions, or just let me know what you think of this episode by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you liked this episode, don't forget to rate or review it on whichever app is your favorite place to listen to podcasts. You can't pour from an empty cup. So give yourself a big hug from me right now and promise me that you will do one thing today that brings you joy.